Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Let's Review RN. Today, I'm going to talk about the laboratory test PTINR. PTINR is a blood draw that is drawn venously and sent off to the lab for result values. PT stands for prothrombin, which is also known as a clotting factor or clotting factor 2. A prothrombin time, PT, is a test used to help detect and diagnose bleeding disorders or excessive clotting disorders. The international normalized ratio, INR, is calculated from a PT result and is used to monitor how well the blood thinning medication warfarin is is being used as an anticoagulant. In the body, when there is injury and bleeding occurs, the clotting process called hemostasis begins. This process includes a very series of sequential chemical reactions called the coagulation cascade, in which coagulation or clotting factors are activated one after another and result in the formation of a clot. There must be a sufficient or a certain quantity of each coagulation factor, and each must function properly in order for normal clotting to occur. Too little can lead to excessive bleeding, and too much may lead to excessive clotting. There are many clotting factors that can be encountered during the cascade of events that takes place in order to form a clot. Prothrombin is clotting factor 2, and it will turn into thrombin with the help of factor 5. You can remember that prothrombin becomes thrombin because of the prefix pro, meaning proceeds or before. So again, with prothrombin, this will turn into thrombin with the help of factor 5 during the clotting cascade. Thrombin allows for fibrinogen to turn into fibrin, which fibrin is that main ingredient that helps clots form. It acts as sort of this mesh-like substance that allows for things to stick together and form a nice clot. The clotting cascade or coagulation cascade is or consists of three pathways, the extrinsic, the intrinsic, and the common pathway. The extrinsic is what we are checking on when we draw PTINR. The extrinsic pathway is activated when we have an external injury in order to form a clot. The intrinsic pathway is what we're looking at when we look at an APTT, um, and this is specifically looking at the intrinsic pathway and the clotting factors associated with that cascade. The intrinsic pathway is activated when injury is internal or inside the vascular system. We'll talk more about that in a future podcast. But the third pathway is the common pathway, and this is where the extrinsic and the intrinsic pathways meet. 
So like I mentioned, the PT test evaluates how well all of the coagulation factors in the extrinsic and common pathways of the coagulation cascade work together. These include factors 1, 2, 5, 7, and 10. The PT-INR may be done at the same time as a PTT, which evaluates the clotting factors that are part of the intrinsic and common pathways, and this includes 12, 11, 9, 8, 10, 5, 2, and 1. So both the PT and PTT evaluate the overall ability to produce a clot in a reasonable amount of time. And if any of these factors are deficient in quantity or not functioning properly, the test results will be prolonged. The PT is usually measured in seconds and is compared to a normal range that reflects PT values in healthy individuals. Because the reagents used to perform the PT test vary from one laboratory to another and even within the same laboratory, and so what happens is the normal ranges will also then fluctuate. So to standardize results across different laboratories in the U.S., the World Health Organization Committee developed and recommended the use of INR, also known as Internationalized Normalized Ratio. And so the INR is calculated based on the PT test result for people who are receiving the anticoagulant warfarin, or also known as Coumadin. Warfarin is prescribed for people with a variety of conditions such as DVT, um, some cardiovascular diseases like atrial fibrillation, and this is done to thin their blood and prevent inappropriate clotting. For people taking warfarin, most laboratories report PT results that have been adjusted to the INR. So the patient will have an INR result. Ideally, therapeutic zones will be 2.0 to 3.0, um, and this will result in the proper blood thinning. For some who have high risk of blood clots or maybe they have a mechanical valve in their heart, their INR needs to be higher. And so their range may be 2.5 to 3.5 for their INR goal. For individuals who are not taking warfarin, the reference range for a PT depends on the method used. With results measured in seconds and compared to the normal range established and maintained by that specific laboratory, the normal range represents an average value of healthy people who live in that area and will vary somewhat from lab to lab. Someone who's not taking warfarin would compare their PT test results to the normal range provided with the test results by the laboratory performing that specific blood draw or test. A prolonged PT means that the blood is taking too long to form a clot. This may be caused by conditions such as liver disease, vitamin K deficiency, or a coagulation factor deficiency, such as they may be deficient in factor 7. The PT result is often compared to the PTT when determining what condition may be present or what the patient may be suffering from. So I'm going to go over a few. Um, if the PT is prolonged but the PTT is normal, then patients may have liver disease, vitamin K insufficiency, decreased or defective factor 7, chronic low-grade DIC, which stands for disseminated intravascular coagulation, or they may be on an anticoagulant called warfarin or Coumadin. If the PT is normal but the PTT is prolonged, this can indicate a decreased or defective factor 8 
factor 9, factor 11, or even 12. This can indicate von Wilderbrand disease, and it can also indicate the presence of lupus anticoagulant. If both the PT and the PTT are prolonged, this can indicate decreased or defective factor 1, 2, 5, or 10. It can also indicate severe liver disease, acute DIC, or warfarin overdose. And lastly, if both the PT and PT are within normal range, then this may indicate normal hemostasis. Some antibiotics can increase the PT and the INR. Barbiturates, oral contraceptives, and hormone replacement therapy, as well as vitamin K, may decrease the PT. Drinking alcohol can also affect the PT results. Certain foods such as beef and pork liver, green tea, broccoli, chickpeas, kale, turnip greens, and soybean products um, contain a large amount of vitamin K and can alter the PT and INR results. It is important that a healthcare provider knows about all of the drugs and all of the supplements, as well as the foods that you like to consume or the patient likes to consume, so that the PT and the INR results are interpreted and used correctly. Warfarin or Coumadin is known as a vitamin K antagonist, and this is because warfarin works by reducing the available vitamin K for the liver to make several of the blood clotting factors. Thus, warfarin and vitamin K are antagonists. They work against each other. Significant increases or decreases in the amount of vitamin K a person consumes can affect how well that person's dose of warfarin works in preventing blood clots without causing excessive bleeding. So rather than avoiding foods rich in vitamin K, it's more important for you or for the patient to consume a consistent amount of those foods each day. Uh, The patient can get the vitamin K they need as long as they are consistent about how much they consume. So that wraps up the discussion about PT and PT-INR lab draws. I know it's confusing. I know it's a lot of abbreviations, but thanks for sticking with me this far. Next week, I'll talk a little bit more about APTT, which again is more along and more reflective of the intrinsic pathway in that coagulation cascade. Remember, you can always reach me at letsreviewrn at gmail.com. You can also find me at letsreviewrn. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.
This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.